Look, all I wanna do is make the city project. Wishing all the OGs could see me, nah, nah, yeah. And when you feel something you can't see, but you know it's meant to be, you gon' realize that this is bigger than me, yeah. Happy Monday! Welcome to another episode of Mad Mondays. My name is Marilyn Chanel and I am your hostess and I am so, so, so excited to be coming and talking to you guys yet again for another week. I am the founder of Minorities Who Are Astonishingly Driven Scientists, aka Mad Scientists. And Mad Scientists is a nonprofit organization that works to promote diversity in STEM. And let underrepresented minorities know that they are graced to dominate STEM. And we power podcasts such as Mad Mondays, where we talk about the struggles and the journey of pursuing a career in STEM. And so as we talk about, and that is our slogan, is we're graced to dominate STEM. And one part of dominating in this field is dominating in your classes. We're all going to have to take classes at some point in time. Honestly, it seems like for the whole journey, you're going to be having to take classes. That is whether it be in high school, in undergrad, in grad school, in medical school, wherever you go, you're going to seems like you never cease to be a student. And that's exactly why we're going to be talking today about how to dominate in your classes. And so before we get into that, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you had the chance to get some relaxation, to get some time to spend time with the people you love, spend time with yourself. (laughs) But I had a great weekend. I spent this weekend relaxing, chilling, you know, but also I went to a graduation cookout of one of my friends who graduated from college. And I am just so proud I had the opportunity to just spend time with her and spend time with my other friends and just laugh and eat some good food and just talk and catch up and also get some great movie recommendations. So hopefully I'll be able to watch some of those movies on that list soon. So yeah, so we're just going to jump straight into it. I have a couple of points about how you can be one of those students who dominates in your classes. And I want to just ask, like, what type of student are you? Are you the type of student who is always on time? You roll up in class 5 to 10 to even 15 minutes early. You wake up early in class. <laughs> you wake up early before class and you get a nice breakfast. You have on a nice outfit and you're just, you just seem to be like one of those people who are put together. Or are you one of those students who kind of rolls up late? You kind of like, man, I'll just get there when I get there. You roll up at like 15 minutes late with a Starbucks cup in your hand. You got some Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A chicken minis and you roll up. Are you the type of student who sits in the front of class or you're the type of student that sits in the back of the class? Are you the type of student that starts on assignments early or are you the type of student that starts on assignments a little a little late maybe like the day of the morning of or you're scrambling to do the assignment the night before I just wanted to know what type of student are you and 
that is going to help you notice is the type of student I am a great fit for the goal that I've set for this semester, right? Which leads me to our first point to nominating in your classes, and that is to set a goal. A lot of us, especially at the beginning of the semester, the beginning of the year, even in January, everybody seems to be setting goals, setting New Year's resolutions, but we all have a goal, right? I'm pretty sure nobody gets into college and says, or gets into med school, gets into to any type of thing and say, I want to fail at this. I'm pretty sure nobody says that, right? I'm pretty sure nobody has a goal of, I want to make a 1.0. I want to make a 0.5. <laughs> pretty sure nobody gets into class and say, oh, I want to make an F. I want to make a D. I want to fail everything, single thing in here. No, nobody says that, right? And if you have, I, I've, just, I've just never heard anybody say that. It seems that everybody has that goal of wanting to make a 4.0, wanting to make at least a 3.5, wanting to make an A or, or B in the class. You want to succeed at something, right? So that's step number one. That's setting a goal. And sub point to, set no, to, to point number one in setting that goal is set many goals to reach your goal. And I'm going to tie point one and point two together. So point one was setting a goal. And a lot of us set goals. Like I said, a lot of us set goals. You don't ever really hear people say, uh, I want to be broke for the rest of my life. A lot of people have goals of wanting to be millionaires, goals of wanting to make six figures. And in school, we have goals of wanting to make A's, wanting to make B's, wanting to pass the class, whatever that may be. But... The real question is, do we have systems that we put in place that will allow us to reach that goal? And that is point number two, is to focus on the systems. Your goal is something that you have, but your system is what's going to really allow you to reach that goal. One book that I am reading currently is Atomic Habits, and I have to say, I am really into this book. I started reading this book last year in January, it was the beginning of the year, I really wanted to start implementing new habits. I wanted to uproot some bad habits and implement them with new ones. And I read the book, the whole book, and I was like, I I like this book. He has some very great practical tips. And I was led to read the book again because I still feel like there are habits that I have that are so ingrained that they just will not come up. And so I love the book Atomic Habits and it is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one thing about habits is that habits are like trees, you know, they once we start a habit, it's like we plant a little seed and then every time we continue to do it, we keep watering it. We keep watering it. We keep giving it sunlight. We keep giving it the opportunity to grow and grow and grow and grow and the roots start growing so deep that they just start getting ingrained. And then the habits seem to grow into this big old tree that just cannot be moved. You know what I'm saying? And he really talks in this book about how habits, even the ones that were so deeply rooted, how they can be changed and how we can start uprooting bad habits and replacing them with new ones. And it kind of talks about the system. So point number one is to set that goal. And point number two is focus on the systems. If your goal is to have a 4.0, a 3.5, a an A in the class or even yeah so we're talking about classes for this so 
whatever your goal may be in class, maybe it could be to study a certain amount every single day, every single week to start dedicating a certain number of hours to your classes. You set that goal, but then you focus on the systems to reach that goal. So for me, my goal is to make an A in my classes next semester, right? I said, I, I kind of talked previously about my, my previous semesters and how I didn't do too well and how this is my last year of college and how I really am trying to go beast mode for my last year. I, like, I'm, I'm really not playing no games. And so this is how I'm set to dominate in my classes. And I'm going to be talking about this because it's something that's needed, right? And so I'm going to focus on the systems and the type of system that I'm going to create is Focusing on the habits and the systems that's going to allow me to reach that goal of making A's. And so I want to be someone who studies more, be someone who starts on assignments ahead of time, and be someone who makes sure that I just, I, I, I stay on top of it. And so in order to create those systems, I realized that I have to change everything about my whole system. With me being a sporadic type person to do the assignments, I'm like, I no longer can be that, 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 that student because that's, that has not helped me reach my goal in the past. So, of course, they're going to have to be some things that I change up. So now I'm focusing on the system of waking up early. At least, at least two hours in advance before having to be to a class. And because usually my classes are in the morning. So waking up at least two hours early and then making sure I take care of me first. So that's getting in the shower, putting on a nice outfit, making sure I have a great breakfast, putting on some music and just enjoying my time in the morning. And then after that, going to my class and making sure that I pay attention in class and then setting a great routine to studying after that. And then setting two hours, at least two hours to study, to go to the library, to work on a paper. And so it's really starting to focus on the systems and being consistent with my time every single day and every single week. And I kind of did not want to be so specific on this point solely because everybody's system is going to look different. You may be someone who studies later in the day or you may be someone who studies earlier in the day. You may be someone who... Like spending a certain amount of time to study. Maybe you maybe like binge studying on the weekend and you don't like doing a whole lot during the week. And that's fine. But this point is to make sure that you create a system for yourself that's consistent. And you create a system for yourself that helps you reach your goal that you set. And set many goals that are going to help you reach your goal. And point three is start early so you have time to make mistakes. I cannot tell you how many times I have failed at this point because it seems like my middle name used to be procrastination, Maryland Procrastination Palmer. And I'm learning to disown that name and become someone who no longer procrastinates, but I become someone who starts early with everything that they do, not only waking up, but also on assignments. And so what happens when you fail to start early and honestly have we have we all been there where you you put off something that you have to do 
until it's the very, very, very last second. And it feels like so much to do that you don't even want to do it anymore. Right. And so that's why in order to dominate your classes, it's best to start early. So you have time, time to do it and time to make mistakes. And I know you may have heard the saying the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And so when you start early, you have time to take it bite by bite by bite by bite. And so some steps to starting early is as soon as you are in class and you get a due date for an assignment. Step one is at least make sure you set the due date at least one day in advance. One day in advance. Two days if you're fancy. Three days if you're just trying to outdo yourself. But one day making sure that if you get got a due date for May 15th, you set the due date for May 14th. And what this does is it lets you know that, all right, I have until this day to get it done. And then once May 14th comes and you have the assignment completed, you now have that time to flush out all mistakes, review it, go get help on it. And then by the time the due date comes the next day, boom, you're all set. And another thing is when you write your due date and you have an assignment, let's just say the assignment is a problem set. What I have found to be the best thing is this: the, the, the day I got the assignment and that is taking the pressure off of myself by making small goals the, starting the very first day that I get it. So if I get a problem set, my very first thing to scratch off my to-do list is all you have to do today, right now, if the problem set is due a week from now, the very first thing you have to scratch off your to-do list is just read through the problem set. Read every single question, get yourself acquainted with what you're going to have to be answering, and that's all you have to cross your to-do list today. Another thing I like doing is if I have a paper that's due, let's just say a week from now, the very first thing that I love or I have found that has worked and I'm going to try my best to stick to now is all you have to do right now is scratch off your to-do list is just put the date, your name, sorry, just put the header, your name, your date, your teacher's name, and the title. That way, it builds momentum because you've already started. You already got the header on the paper. You've already read through the problems on the problem set. And let's just say you have a research paper due. All you have to do, read through the requirements of the research paper. What I have noticed that this has done is because I have gotten momentum that very first day of just putting my name on the paper, I'm like, well, I already got my name on the paper. I might as well start typing one paragraph. And with the problem set, I'm like, well, I've already read through all the questions on the problem set. I might as well go ahead and do this one question that I already know that I can do right now. And what this does is it creates momentum the very first day. And so the next day that you're able or that you sit down to do the assignment, it takes the pressure off because you're like, I already started one paragraph. Let me do another. I already done one question. So let me do another. 
you work every single day towards that due date and by the time you get to the due date there's no pressure you've already eaten bits and pieces of that elephant so it's no longer intimidating and when starting early you have time to make mistakes and like I said before especially when you push that due date one day up and you've been working on this thing and just taking bites and bits and pieces of the assignment that you have you're able to go to the teacher go to your professor and say hey I don't understand this can you let me know or you're able to say hey I've done this I can you check over it can you read over it can you tell me some things I should add that I should take away And this really allows you to excel in your assignments because once you've had that time to sleep on it, to kind of do some pits and pieces and you take the pressure off. I don't know about you, but I feel like I do my best work when I work like this. And so that is something I'm going to be implementing more often, especially this last year where I said I'm going to be going hard for this last year. So that was step three. Start early so you have time to make mistakes. Step four, find the beauty in it. Find the beauty in it. A lot of times we don't want to do things. It's just in our human nature. Sometimes we don't even want to do the things we love doing. (laughs) And let alone it be something that we're like, uh, what's the purpose in this? I know with me being a chemistry major, I've had to take classes that had nothing to do with chemistry. And, And the same thing may be for a lot of you, especially if you go to college you're going to be required to take classes that have uh, really aren't in your major or they aren't something that you kind of need technically, but it's required for your degree, you know, especially at, but yeah, you are, let's just say required to take, I know for me, I was required to take an art history class. I had to take something in, in the arts and humanities. So that was one of the classes I had, arts, a arts history class, right? So it could have gone one or two ways. I could have said, oh, my gosh, like, why do I have to take this class? Or why does this even require, like, what's the purpose of even taking this class? Chemistry, art, chemistry, art, what is the purpose of this? Or I could go about this as, dang, this is, an, like, this is something that I could really learn more about. It's interesting. Start learning more about the culture. How did this art come about? What were the motives behind this painting? What was the motive behind this building? What are the symbolisms? When you start picking out bits and pieces of the beauty in something, it makes you more inclined to want to be better at it. You're more invested in it. You're no longer showing up saying, ugh, and not putting your best foot forward in it. But when you actually do find the beauty in it, you do better. And being honest, sometimes you won't even be able to get out of it. I couldn't have gotten out of taking an arts and humanities class. I had to take it anyway. So why not find the beauty in it? So that is point four. Find the beauty in it. Find the beauty in it. Sometimes you aren't going to want to do a class, to take a class. You aren't going to want to do an assignment. You aren't going to want to do homework. A lot of times you never want to do it. But if you ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Where's the beauty in this? Mm, Yeah, I may not want to do it, but I kind of get the opportunity to learn more about this specific topic, this specific subject. And one thing it allows you to be is well-rounded. Chemistry, art, uh, I know. But 
it allows you to become a little bit more well-rounded when you're not just so focused on one area, but you can find the beauty in another area as well. So yeah, find the beauty in it. And step five is be present in your classes. Be present. Be all in. And I know I asked that question before is what type of student are you? Are you the type of student that sits in the back or are you the type of student that sits in the front? Me personally, I'm the type of student that sits in the front and I'm not going to force a specific spot or specific seat on you, but just sit in a place that you feel comfortable and sit in a place that allows you to pay the most attention. Okay. If you're someone who you just have to see the whole class before you, you have to see every head in front of you and you love the back row. You love holding down the fort in the back. That's fine. That's cool. And that's dandy. And also, if you're the type of student that has to sit in the front row, like nobody can take your seat in the front row, make sure you're there front and center. And that's what allows you to pay attention. Number and I have a whole lot of sub points for being present in class because this one, this one matters. And that is give eye contact. Give eye contact. Make sure your teacher knows that you are engaged, that your professor knows that, oh, my gosh, like she just really is interested in learning about these mechanisms. She, he's just really interested in learning about this coding and, and, and all of this, like this, this math equation. <laughs> I know sometimes you may not even understand what's going on, but just give eye contact. Just, just shake your head. Just nod. Just give eye contact. Another one is make sure you do, you are not on your phone. I know, I know it can be hard, but no phones. Turn the phone on do not disturb. Turn the notifications off. Turn off your notifications for Instagram, Twitter, whatever, or put the phone in your book bag so you don't, so you're not inclined to keep looking at your phone every two seconds when you see a bing bing going off. Do that because your teachers know who's on their phone and who's not. And it's going to make it easier for you, especially when you need help, for you to go to your teacher and say, hey, I'm having some trouble understanding this. Your teacher, if you're always on your phone, your teacher can be like, well, you probably you, you probably will understand a little bit more if you weren't looking at your phone every five seconds. Every time I look at you, you're on your phone, you know? So make sure you eliminate your distractions by... Taking your phone off the table, not being on your phone constantly, and making sure you are engaged with the content. No sleeping. No sleeping. And it kind of ties into focusing on the systems. If you can focus on creating a system where you get enough sleep at night and you're not falling asleep in class during the day, that would be great. Make sure you don't sleep. And a lot of us don't really understand that Teachers are real people. You know what I'm saying? If you've ever had to speak publicly in front of a crowd, you will understand just how difficult it is and how tough it is to be able to speak in front of people, pour into them, and keep them engaged throughout the time. It it, it can be a struggle. And it makes, and it makes the experience a little bit better when you see people aren't on their phones, when you see people aren't sleeping on you. So make sure that you kind of you, you kind of work with your teacher, right? Be engaging. And there's no problem with print and pen and paper. It's still okay to take notes with pens, with paper, the old-fashioned route. I still do it. I'm still one of those people that's just like, oh, I can't have tablets. I can't have 
computers. I love old-fashioned notes and paper. And even now, today, we still have technology where you're able to scan your notes. Apps like Genius Scan, you're able to scan your notes and have them on your phone anytime you need. Another sub point to being present in class is making sure you take initiative. Take initiative to answer questions. Take initiative to just talk out in class if your teacher asks an opinion. If it's one of those classes where you can speak and you guys can throw out your opinion on what you think about a certain a certain reading or something. Yeah, make sure you do that. Teachers love people who are engaged and it just makes the dynamic of the class a little bit better when you have people who are actually making it a two-way street to to be able to communicate. And don't be afraid of making mistakes because there are going to be times where you may not know the answer to a question, but you may kind of maybe like, ah, I'm going to give it a shot. Don't be afraid of that. Go ahead. Give it a shot. But I'm also going to say, don't be one of those students who wants to be a know-it-all as well, you know, because everybody's going to be looking at you like, okay, why why don't you just become a teacher if you know it all? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. So just be careful of that. Um, but make sure you take initiative. Make sure you answer questions. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. And lastly is laugh at the jokes. Make sure you laugh. It makes the dynamic of the class so much more lighthearted when you can just laugh at jokes like i've said before it's hard being a public speaker because teachers do have to speak publicly they speak in front of their students and it can be a little nerve-wracking to be in front of a class and you say something and all you hear is crickets you ask a question and nobody wants to answer you know what I'm saying? And they tell they love telling jokes. I've been around a lot of teachers who love telling jokes. And one thing I've noticed is just just give a little giggle. Just give a little laugh. Just give a little something. Just, just give them some feedback to let them know that, hey, I, I've been paying attention. I caught that joke even though it may not have been that fun. It's funny to you. It's okay. Still laugh at the jokes, still make the, the atmosphere lighthearted, and just just enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? And just be present in class. That's, that's really what can take your class experience from a 5 to a 10. You know, being present in class, giving eye contact, really listening, really taking notes. It can really take you up a whole lot of notches. And so that has been just a few tips that I've learned from being a student for seems like all my life. And I've made some mistakes. I haven't always paid attention and I haven't always dotted every I and crossed every T when it came to this. But this is something that I'm learning to implement when it comes to dominating in my classes. And I hope that a lot of you can take some of these tips and implement them into your journey as well to dominating in your classes And so just a little recap, step one is set a goal. A lot of us have goals and we want to reach them, right? Yes. So set a goal. How are you going to know what to reach if you don't have something specific to know? You know what I'm saying? So set a goal. And number two, focus on systems and systems that are going to help you reach your goal. Habits are going your habits are going to help you reach your goal you have to set up great habits and in this I recommended the book that I'm reading called Atomic Habits by James Clear and it and it really talks about and breaks down 
how we can start forming great habits and breaking down those old bad habits. So yeah, step one, set a goal. Step two, focus on the systems. Step three, start early so you have time to make mistakes. Step four, find the beauty in it. There are going to be times where you may not want to do something. You may not want to be somewhere But find the beauty in it. It's going to make you more likely to want to be there, to want to be engaged, to want to get the task done. So find the beauty in it. And lastly, just be present. Just be present. Give it your all. Give it your undivided attention. Be present. Take notes. Laugh. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Don't be afraid of raising your hand and being engaged. So yeah, be present in your classes. I really have enjoyed talking about this and talking about being able to dominate your classes. And I want to hear about what are some ways that you dominate in your classes or what are some ways that you're going to start dominating in your classes and some things that you're going to do to implement to be able to dominate. I would love to hear about it on our Instagram at MadScientistSC. Let us know how you dominate your classes or how you're going to start working to dominate your classes. And you can also follow me at Marilyn Chanel on Instagram. I would love to interact with you, talk with you, and just meet you and catch up and talk about your journey to being someone who dominates in the field of STEM. And yeah, this has been another great week and I am so elated to just be able to talk to you guys every single week. So I hope that you take these tips, dominate your classes, dominate in your fields, and have another 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 amazing week i cannot wait to come back to you guys next monday for another episode of mad mondays so as i say every episode remember we are grace to dominate stem and when you feel something you can't see but you know it's meant to be you're gonna realize that this is bigger than me yeah